Where faith, culture, and news collides interviews, panel discussions, debates, and good old funny conversations. The Naomi Aislinn Show. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Naomi Podcast. I am so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you guys back with us. Um, so uh, we're in January, actually. Happy New Year to everybody. Hopefully, you're having a great start of your of your year. Um, I hope you guys uh, had a great Christmas. Um, I actually have a special guest with us today. She's not going to be a special. She's not going to. Today is a special guest, but. I could say she's family, the podcast family. We have Ludgil Fuller. So how are you doing, Lud? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, Lud is going to be one of our uh, contributors uh, for uh, the podcast and as well a regular host uh, for the podcast. So I'm super excited to have my sister friend to come and just like talk and, you know, talk about the word, talk about our culture, talk about news in our society. So I'm super excited. So Lud. Introduce yourself to the podcast. Hi, everybody. It's such a pleasure for me to be here today with you guys and with uh, my sister friend. It's so funny that you call me sister friend because on my way here, I was kind of like talking to myself and I said, Naomi is my sister friend. So I love that you actually use the exact same term. That, that is such a divine connection type thing. So I'm like totally happy. That that, that just further just solidifies my, my belief that we are just divinely appointed. Praise oh, awesome. God. Okay. So what can I say about myself? I am a new mom. I've got a one-year-old, uh, incredible little boy. He's just the joy of my of our home. Um, I have a wonderful husband who's caring and, and loving and uh, from Florida who just immigrated to Canada because he wanted to be with me so badly. Oh, that's awesome. And honestly, I can't blame him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm such a yes. big head. Such a big head. Um, <laughs> I am just recently a published author. Praise Yay. God. So we'll get into that at some other point. Um, I just went back to work two weeks ago off my mat leave. I'm looking to do more stuff. So I've got more things. I've got lots of projects that are headed. I've got more books I want to write. I want There's more things I want to do. But I guess we'll come and talk about that over time. But I'm so excited to be with Naomi today. Yes. And we're just going to share our thoughts, our quirks, and our quacks and uh whatever comes in our into our minds and uh, we hope that you enjoy this podcast thanks for joining us yes uh thank you so much everybody for listening thank you for your support uh those who uh i've been supporting since the beginning and uh, we're excited we're just making more shows and more uh podcast episode and just talking about whatever's in your heart talking about whatever's in our culture talking about uh what god is doing in our lives so we're super excited about that actually something that we wanted to talk about today we were kind of um we had a, a meeting uh, last week talking about different subjects that we would like to kind of talk about throughout our, our podcast uh, shows and journey. And uh, we, 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 we were talking about, you know, women's subjects and women's um, issues right now that's going on in our society that it's impossible for us not to talk about. Our culture is talking about it. Our churches are talking about it. And it's a no-brainer that we should be talking about it and giving us, uh, giving uh, kind of our pr uh, perspective on the subject matter and uh, really an understanding as a Christian woman as a, how should we think about the different, the different things that are happening right now in our culture. So yes, we're going to talk about uh, today's episode. We're going to talk about the Women's March that just happened um, last week. Um, last week meaning was January uh, 21st, right? Yeah, January, January 21st, um, 2000, no. Actually, Saturday no. the 20th. Yeah, Saturday the 20th. Sorry, everybody. It was Saturday the 20th. Um, so there was uh, the Women's March uh, throughout the United States, here in Canada, even abroad. Um, and we're going to talk about the Me Too movement and what's going on right now in our culture and the, this culture shift that's happening right now where uh, women are being empowered, women are uh, becoming um, very strong and really kind of like talking about their experience when it comes to uh, sexual assaults and different things. And I want to talk, I want to take time as well to talk about the men. And I think right now men have such a bad <laughs> reputation right now with the whole movement and the Women's March. And I want to talk about that, um, you know, how to, even in the midst of everything else and how to still kind of 
you know, support our men. Yeah, those absolutely. who are doing the right things and those who are um, living a godly life, that they're not all perverts or they're not all, uh, you know, all yeah. evil. Abusers, yeah. Abusers or evil. And um, just how to find balance between the movement and as well as a woman. So, yeah, so we're going to jump right into it. So, uh, so last week we there was the women's march and um, the the um, kind of like the purpose of the march was basically a, a, the a one year anniversary of the two thousand seven march that was held on uh, January twenty first two thousand seventeen. So basically, it was um, a year from as well uh, Donald Trump, President Donald Trump. Uh, inauguration was mm-hmm. it an inauguration or yeah last year yeah last year or yeah inauguration and um women uh marching for um equality they were marching for uh different women's issues issues uh, immigration and uh this march um last week was um basically the same thing but it was kind of tied into the me too movement because throughout the year we we saw a lot of the allegations and a lot of stuff that uh that happened in our society so what's your thoughts about uh what happened just like the women's march the whole people going out there and marching for different uh different subjects and different issues so what's your kind of thought when it comes to that well i mean i think I feel like, <clears throat> excuse me, it's two sides to this because I feel like on one one on one on one side, it's a very good thing that women feel liberated enough to 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 speak their minds and and empowered enough to say, you know what, we've had enough of feeling like we're less than we we don't get paid as much, we work just as hard if not harder, we should have the same rights, we should have the same advantages, we should have the same benefits, we should have the same pay. So I'm all for that part. I'm all for we shouldn't be looked down on. We shouldn't be. Um, marginalized or, or, or judged because we're, we're women and we're not we're weaker according to the Bible in terms of we're the weaker sex but we're not weaker in terms of intellectually speaking right. or, or anything else however on the flip side of that I feel like it's just it's it's taken on another uh, a level that may not necessarily be positive I find there's a very negative negative side to this because i feel like women have 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 um, been emboldened to almost be rougher and ruder and brash right and i'm like i'm not sure how that represents femininity right now there's a difference between femininity and feminism i feel like feminism is just rah rah where i am woman hear me roar you know i can do anything a man can do which okay fine but femininity was what makes us female right it's what So we're naturally just strong because we are women. Right. I mean, a man can't do what we can do. Like when I think about having giving birth and and the way that a woman's just naturally just propensity to take care of, to nurture, to to just take on, the man can't do that. Right. So all that that's in the femininity. That's not in the feminism. Right. I find. Let me just say there's a nuance, but I think there's a difference between the two. And I think that there's there's we've blurred the lines. So I, I'm not sure. I, I feel like there's, there's a very, very positive part of the, the women's march, but also that feeling like there's also a negative part. And I totally agree with you. Cause I feel like the whole woman's like, again, we, I totally agree with us marching and fighting for rights and, and, um, for the equality, uh, equality and pay and really talking about the pay gaps and different subjects. But I feel like it's like, Instead of marching for our issues, we're we're marching for our issues, but we're also against something. Meaning, yes. like we're against um, we're against the political um, um, environment that we're in, right? The uh, political culture. We're against men. We're against what's going. Like it's, I feel like there, again, there's a lot of negativity yeah. to the whole movement and march. Though I totally agree with the march, but I feel like instead of always talking about the negative part of everything what what's the what's the solution okay yeah. what's the aftermath of that right uh, what are we creating to to make sure that uh 
these subjects or, or like the pay gaps? What are we doing right now? I know we're saying we don't want it, but what's the solution? And I feel like we're, we're mostly focused on the negative part of everything, but we're not talking about the solution. Like even when we, we hear what's going on in the media and how the media is talking about the Women's March and everything else, it's really that I hear about what's the solution. Yeah. You know, and that's what I'm, I think I'm looking for as a woman. It's like, yes, okay, now I know. It's been a year. We're, we're having the same issues, but what's the solution? And I think um, um, I think one of the things that they've spoken about, those who've organized the, the actual marches, is that to change the political um, uh, kind of like seats, to have more women in politics, to have more women um, in, in different um, aspects of the government and also the media and also um, um, in our culture. But at the same time, for someone who... Because it's, it's so funny because when you were... I was looking at the Women's March on TV, uh, they had a lot of celebrity talk. Yes. You know? Or, yeah. Uh, but the thing is, I'm not a celebrity, right? right? Like, I'm like, uh, you know... Everyday a, kind of person. A, an everyday kind of person. How does that relate to me? Like, I know the person in Hollywood like to change, um, you know, maybe the culture and having people in different, like, uh, position and change. But here, like, I can't do that my job. You know what I mean? Like, how does the, this whole movement relate relates yeah. to me as just a, a normal woman, like, living in Canada, you know, going to work and having a family? And I think that's what's missing. I feel like it's really clouded with celebrity. Yeah. With celebrities, but not necessarily the everyday person. Right. I don't know if that... I understand, and, yeah. I, and I and I like. I'm thinking about the the awards that was like last week or something like that, where Oprah spoke and people were talking about Oprah's speech and so on and so forth. Which was, I mean, Oprah's just known because she's such a just a powerhouse. Mm -hmm. Period. I mean, you just you you clearly identify Oprah equals powerhouse. Wow. It just that's just the way it is, and then and that's the truth. The woman has done amazing things, incredible things, and we can do nothing but look up to her because right. she's such an amazing icon. Um. And and because they're celebrities, their platform is bigger, right? Because right. they can say, "Well, I'm so and so, so therefore I'm I'm a subject matter. I'm I'm an expert on the subject matter." Or they've actually experienced some stuff where they can say, "You know what? I experienced abuse or or um, discrimination or so far." Much like you, lady who works in a hotel, right. or much like you, a secretary, or much like you, bus driver. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, just because I'm an actress or a TV personality doesn't mean that I was treated any differently than you. Right, 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 right. So I understand that approach, but at the same time, like I like like, like the people I just mentioned, a lady who works in a hotel or a bus driver, because we have lots of women, or a cop, a lady police right, officer. Right. I'm sure these women have gone through some stuff as well, right? Yeah, um, but to keep their job, right, or, or or for whatever reason they have families to feed like most of us, or they have, maybe some of them have families at home that they got to take care of, or they just need to take care of themselves, they have to keep their mouth, their, their mouth shut. So yes, I appreciate the, the star appeal, I guess, or, 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 but if they're not relating to the common right. person, like yourself, like myself, like any lady walking the street, it, it, it's not going to, the message is going to fall through and, and, and just sort of disseminate. Right. Um, I also feel I also feel like we they have addressed some some really good issues, but I feel like some of the issues I don't agree with. I'm just straight up and down. I'm just I don't agree with everything. I'm all for uh, same same rights and so forth. But when it comes to the whole, it's my body. I can do what I want with it. I think that I think there's a line that has to be drawn. And again, this is just my opinion. This is not Naomi's opinion. This is not anybody else's opinion. I'm like I'm a Christian. And the Bible first says that, first of all, my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Right. Once I become a Christian, I, my, my body is not my own. That's right. what the Bible says. So, so if I'm carrying life, I can't just go around and say, well, it's my body. And if I don't want to carry that life anymore, then so be it. And I should have that right. I think that's pushing it a little yeah. bit. So this week I was watching this, um, this, this, this senator on, on 
on Facebook talking about how women were saying that uh, babies are not babies at 20 weeks. So when they're having these abortions at 20 weeks, 20 weeks is when the, when you when you determine what the sex of the baby, the baby is. is. Right. That's when you know the baby has been growing that whole time. Right. That's five months. Mm-hmm. So if you want to have an abortion when the time the child is 20 weeks and it's a child, guys, it's not it's a fetus, but it it is a growing child. You can determine if it's a boy or a girl. That's when we find out. Right. So we can't say it's. He was saying how. Women are saying at 20 weeks, they want to get rid of them. They want to have an abortion five months in. So which means he was saying how um, we don't want to call them children because that humanizes them. Right. And if we humanize them, then we'll feel guilty about having an abortion. However, when when some some of these women are having these abortions, they take out the baby and, and it's a very gruesome, very ugly way to, to 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 kill the child they will take some of those baby parts for science right so if if it's not a baby then how do you need arms or legs or whatever right. to for scientific purposes right. and so he was saying how can it be a baby when you want when you don't want it to be but it's, it's a fetus at other times right. and so i thought that's the kind of thing that i think the women's march would would, would discuss and say no we decide that it's a baby. It's it's not a baby. Right, it's right, a right. fetus, and therefore I'm I'm I'm. It's my body, and if I don't want to carry life, no one should make me do it. I'm- but talking about um, the women's march and the issues um, about you know abortion, um, I was just reading an article at, at Christianity Today, and they were talking about an article that was written in the Atlantic a year ago, uh, from the first time that the the first march that happened on January first, two thousand seventeen, uh, right after Trump's inauguration, and how a lot of women who were pro life wanted to march at the women's march because the women's march is basically. Uh, it's it's about women, women's yeah. issues, and one of the women's, uh, one of the issues is that there are people who are pro-choice and that there are people that are pro-life. That's right. But that the but the women's march was to be inclusive to everybody, and then um, they had uh, a few um, uh, pro-life organization wanted to be a sponsor for the women's march, and how they refused these companies because they were pro-life, and, and that's why I see the little bit of the hypocrisy there. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, oh, you know. You could march with us, but if you have any kind of issues or if you have any, um, um, if you come against our belief as uh, for abortion or uh, LGBTQ, then you cannot march with us. So there's kind of like a hypocrisy yeah. when it comes to as well the women's march and everything that's going on because even if I could be pro life and still have. Um, issues when it comes to the pay gaps or yeah. issues when it comes to like just sexual harassment. But my belief in my moral and my Christian belief should stop me from marching with you guys. Or being a sponsor. Or being a sponsor. But you see how like there's like two sides to yeah. to this whole thing. Um, and, the, and talking about what you said about uh, if they would call the, the fetus child... Um, it would humanize the child. But I think they're talking right now, they're like kind of messing up a lot of the wording. Yes. Uh, so people not necessarily have kind of a connection when it comes to the, to the child. And I, I think it's, it's a manipulation, it right? It's, Absolutely. it's mostly manipulation. And, and I think a lot of the young people who are marching, I don't think they understand what's going on. I think there's like, it's very clouded, I feel. Yes. All of the, I feel all of this women's issues and has become political and it's it's bec- it's become left or right, yeah. right? But they're not really going to in depth of understanding what they're marching for or in depth about maybe the pro-life and pro-choice, you know? And, and I know a lot of people who are pro-choice, yeah. but personally, they're pro-life. So meaning, meaning like, oh, you guys could do whatever you want, and I and I um, support you on your choices. But as for me, I am pro life. You know, I believe that abortion is wrong, and I believe that uh, the fundamental of marriage is between a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. So, I think there's it's so cloudy right now. Yeah. There's not really um, kind of like. It's it's there's so much gray. It's not it's not black and white right yeah, now. That's right. But as Christians, you know, especially Christian women, uh, if we read the Bible and if we have a relationship with God and, and our culture, our church culture, it's really black and white. There's not there's not a gray area. And I think right now it's hard with our culture being so 
like vo- not vocal but very kind of like aggressive with their message mm-hmm. that as a christian woman you kind of tend to like okay like how should i think about that or how should i um you know you go to work and you have people around you friends and co-workers that might not believe the same way and i feel like it's harder for us to speak about our belief Absolutely. than somebody else because our belief now is so connected to the politics yeah. that it's it just clouds the whole the whole message the whole christian message and the whole like you said our body our temple of the holy spirit is that and i feel like our society right now is just like it's like a free for all yes like let's do whatever we want with our body yeah. we don't care but then matter. there's consequence to that absolutely and i think people are not thinking about the different consequences uh we're not just talking about spiritual consequences That's but correct. we're talking about physical psycho emotional psychological psych- of everything just like not having no more boundaries and not you know so i don't know like it's still it's becoming a really um like very delicate subject when it comes to the whole women's issues and even especially us, especially us christian i feel like i feel like it's even harder for us because we cannot we cannot express ourselves correct so I think, yeah, I, that's when it becomes difficult because the minute you start talking about your belief, yeah. then you're against them. Absolutely. And then they think that you don't love them mm-hmm. when it's not, it's, it has nothing to do with that. It's like, it's my belief, but I still love you and I still care for you and I still, you know, but now it's like automatically, if you don't believe what I, you, if you don't believe what we believe, then you are against us. Correct. It's, it should be like that. And there's already, there's already that stance in the, in the culture against Christians, right? Because they're, they're always going to say Christians are always on the offside. They're always trying to go against what the mainstream is, which of course is the case, but not the way they say. Right. I think they, they say that just to sort of almost ostracize us, but it's not the way that they say They They say it to say that, you know, Christians are always going to oppose everything, right. which is not necessarily the case because something, like you said, we will agree to the you know the discrimination and the so on and so forth, but there's other things that we're like, well, that's fundamentally against Christianity. So we cannot, um, I'm thinking about my workplace. I, I work in a, the labor movement, which, I mean, if you know anything about the labor movement, we are all for everybody has rights. Everybody, everybody. So yes, we all have rights. Um, and then it, it's gotten a little bit mm, iffy, but I, I, and I'm, and I'm, I'm in the midst of it. I, I read all these things. I have to proofread all these documents before they go out to the government or wherever they go out. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, we're, women are pushing for these things where we're pushing for these things. Like, oh, we already have all these rights where, you know, if I want to have an abortion, I can, if I want to change my gender, I can, if I want to do this to myself, I can. And who are you to say otherwise? Yeah. And like you said, if we, if as a Christian, you you say anything, anything that remotely is a rebuttal to what they say or think or is opposing, then it's like, oh, you're Christians, you're you guys are always been, you know, on the offside of things. You've always always wanted to persecute, right? Okay, well, there's been a lot of wrong in the past, a lot of wrong where Christians did do things wrong. We know this. We know in the history books, the Christians, people called themselves Christians and did horrible things. Mm-hmm. Okay? We don't need to go into what that was, but we know that there were a lot of things that were But as a Christian here in 2018, we know that love conquers all. That's, and, and not love, like, it's funny because when you see that, when you see love conquers all, now, it's usually, it's usually an LGBTQ thing. Right. Right? After the after the the murders at the club in Orlando, Orlando, yes, it was like love beats everything. Love conquers everything. Love conquers fear and everything else. And I thought, yeah, Jesus said that first, um, and, and Jesus is love, right? God is love. So so that was God's idea, and and of course God God took no pleasure in any of those people being killed. He that's not God's God's right. desire at all. So we we as Christians we mourn for those people that were definitely, that were killed. Definitely, we're like my gosh. Just the horrific experience of being killed or just because you're, right. you know, you, you have a different lifestyle, that's not godly at all. And any of us who are Christians cannot agree to that, that what happened. Right, right, right. Any more than we could agree to somebody walking into a church like they did last summer right, right, right. in, in uh, what, te- Texas? In Texas, And just yeah. shooting people. It's the same thing. It, anybody who, who, who who's just killed or wrongfully treated we will be like no that's not no matter what their lifestyle as a christian we're like that's a life 
God, Jesus died for that, for that person. Okay, exactly. So it doesn't matter what their lifestyle is. That's a soul, like right. you said. Right. Um, so I think that things have gotten a very gray, <coughs> excuse me, in terms of how Christians are treated because we're always on the offside. But, um, but I, I, but I, I also agree that uh, we have to know how to approach subjects. Right. Because if we know that as a Christians we're gonna be ostracized anyway, we have to first of all speak in love, right? But also not be afraid to push our point, right? Because no one else is afraid. No one else is thinking twice about what they have to right, say. Right, right. No one else says, "Well, I wonder if I should, you know, open my mouth and say I don't." But they they do it anyway, right? Non Christians are not afraid to say, "I'm this, I'm that, right? I do this, I'm, a, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm in this cult, I'm in this, I live this lifestyle." They're okay with it, yeah. But we are the ones who are like, mm. like we shouldn't have to be ashamed of what we believe. No shame. Because what we believe it has no hatred in it. Like None. you said, like it has not. And I think that's what's missing. It's like we're afraid of having a conversation. Yes. I think that's what it is. Like we are afraid of having a conversation. We are afraid of debating. Uh, not necessarily debating, but just having that conversation that it's okay to disagree. Yeah. And, and still do it in love and still at the end of the conversation be like, okay, let's go for coffee. Yes. Okay, yes. what's up? How's that? Everything? How's your life? And like, we don't, I don't have to always agree um, to be your friend. Right. You know, like I think um, even in our personal relationships, some of our best friends are not people that we agree with them all the time. That's right. And I think we are afraid to have opposition uh, opinion, uh, opposite opinion. And I think that's what's, it's kind of messing us up a little mm -hmm. bit is the fact that we're afraid of having that conversation. Yeah. And I think by having that conversation, then you'll understand that, oh my God, we love you. We love, uh, uh, as even as a Christian, we love the LGBTQ, uh, LGBTQ someone who may be uh, um, a homosexual or who may be going through some stuff. You know, like, the, the, I, I think that's what, I, like you said, you know, there's, before there was a conversation and I think the conversation went really wrong. Yeah. And we've, I think, as Christian, maybe we were really talking more about what we opposed of, like what we were against than That's what right. we are for. for. Yeah. And I think, and because of that, I think our culture has a really bad um, kind of like uh, understanding yeah. of our, our Christian viewpoint, mm -hmm. you know? And also what's not helping is whatever is going on right now with the whole Trump situation. Oh, and the Christians that stand behind and him. The whole, and please know that not every Christian stand behind Donald that Trump. That is correct. And not every Christian is agree with his uh, politics, agree with his behavior. Like, I could say, like, me and I do not like Trump. I really dislike him. Um, I do not believe in his policies when it comes to immigration and uh, every other stuff. So it's like, let's let's be clear, not, not every Christian like Donald Trump. And I think right now in our society, in our culture, they think that everybody who are, who are with Donald Trump are Christian. Yeah. Not everybody. That's not the case. That's not the case. Um, I think uh, even, and that's, that's becoming such a gray area because mm. I feel a lot of Christian who do support Donald Trump are more for the politics and not necessarily for the principles. Mm -hmm. That's they're, very well said. Yeah, they're really kind of like putting uh, the principles aside so that the politics could be there. And one of the subjects of pol like one of the subjects is abortion. Yes. And I feel like, okay, let's fight for the rights of uh, uh, the fetus, but at the same time, uh, but let's be blind to the president's behavior against women. So I don't know. That's that's, yeah, it's becoming very like that's really not helping. <laughs> our, uh, that's not helping at all when it comes to our our belief in Christianity. What's going on right now? And top on top of his behavior against women or towards women, it's also his behavior lacking where it comes to the racist and prejudicial things yes. that have happened in a few months. Because it was like okay, so he has been. W w reportedly over and over just made some very uh, uh, inappropriate sexual comments on and off the air. Okay, 
We know this. And he's, he can't deny it. Women after women have come forth and, and said this has happened. Okay, so we know this to be true at some point. Maybe not all of the women, but at some point it's been true. Mm -hmm. Now, so this is him proactively discriminating or being a sexual assaulting woman yeah. uh, through, through, through uh, vocally anyway. I mean, but there's also the flip side of him not acting when there's been racist and and marches uh, in Charlotte and all those other areas where he just turned the blind eye. I know. Oh, oh, or even recently with uh, his comments about uh, Haiti, Africa, and El Salvador. So, my God, and in in what you know what frustrates me is the. Um, evangelical Christians that out of after talking about the women after uh, the allegation or even right now that that just came out about him um, having a relationship with a porn star and yeah that just came out a few <laughs> this week <laughs> and she just I, noticed the shocked look on my face right? <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, his stance on immigration and it's it's hard for me to see, and it's disappointing to see the evangelicals still standing and still trying to defend his behaviors, especially the evangelical pastors, who most of your churches are filled with immigrants, and you're still going to stand after, like you're still going to try to defend. Like this week, uh, Franklin Graham came out saying that. Um, Trump is a changed man. When last week he spoke this stuff about two weeks ago he spoke the stuff about immigration. Like what what's going on when it comes to our uh, like what's going on when it comes to like what's what is being portrayed right now in our media when it comes to Christian is that we will stand for politics more than principle. Yeah. And and I think that's what's kind of like messing us up when it comes to our message of Christianity or the message of Jesus Christ when it comes to um, love your neighbor as yourself, yeah. right? So, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff going on when it comes to politics, uh, the women's issues, the Me Too movement. Yeah. And again, like even with the Me Too movement, I think as a church, we should be in the forefront of that too. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. it's like we should be involved in that because we have a lot of people in our churches who have gone through these these particular issues. Yes. And we should be at the forefront um, and introducing the word and introducing the love of Jesus to these people. But I feel like we're kind of like, it's been such engulfed into this political thing that we're taking a seat back and we're just letting our culture are just um, our society is just taking over, but the church is being silent. That's right. In that particular, like, for yeah, and we're being silent. We're being silent. Yeah. And, it, and it's very, it's very wrong because the, the we do know that that happens. Not just with like I know of a couple of people who've been abused and who've been mistreated, but sometimes even in the marriage, like it can happen in the marriage. Yeah. It's just because you're, you're married does not mean that you cannot be mistreated. Right. Because it happens there too, and then you feel you figure that well, I'm married. I said yes, I do, and therefore it comes within the package. Right. And I'm like, and so a lot of our, a lot of our leadership in the church will say, well, you know just suffer it out for Jesus or sometimes, which I'm just not going to touch that right now. But, um, but as Christians, we really need to be able to say, you know what? We know that there's sisters of ours who've been mistreated. We know that there's our right. sisters in our church, young ladies, older ladies, uh, uh, um, mature women who have been mistreated, who've been abused and we stand with them and we we do not want this to carry on, certainly not in the next generation, right. because we don't need this to be, we don't need people that, women to think that it's okay. Right. It's not okay. It's not okay for your mom to have gone through it, and it's not okay for you as a young lady to go through it. It is not okay. Um, and also to educate our men, our young men and our older men to say, you know what, let's train our men to be firstly godly, right. and know that a woman is a gift from God. God said, you know, after she was done, God said it was very good. And so he, he knew that adding the woman to the mix would make things better. Right. So we can't, we, we don't have the right, men don't have the right to mistreat that which God calls mm -hmm. good. Right. Um, and so if our, if our Christian leaders don't have it right, well, then who do we look to? Exactly. 
that, and that's so true. And, and like going back to we should be in the forefront of this is that a lot of people who do come to Christ are the people who've experienced yes, who've experienced these stuff. That's right. Uh, the abuse of experience, sexual abuse, or physical abuse, or emotional and psychological uh, psychological abuse. So for us, like we do have people with testimonies in our yes. church that could talk about it, that could sit sit with the, our young people, and uh, talk about. Our, like our behaviors and how we should behave when we're in like let's not be fooled like and think that things doesn't happen in the church that's, yeah it, it, it happens yes it happens and, yeah. and we see it like where um we see it in our like even our, in, our, in the news right like when we have different pastors you know doing things or you know having an extra relationship with somebody that's not their wives like we have the same issues right but we need to talk about it and we cannot have the attitude that oh no those are their problems and we don't have the problems where we do have the problems and we have the answer to that problem so we have to have that conversation our churches have to have that conversation we need to talk to the men in our churches yes. we need to talk to our young boys i have three boys yes. and that's something that i'm going to have to have a, a sit down with them once they get older about you know how to even i already have that conversation or you know when you touch mommy you touch mommy in the arms or you like you have to kind of teach them right now so when they're out there they don't feel like the, the way they could touch you, they could touch everybody. That's this right. Way, right. That's so, That's good. so you have to kind of teach them young. And uh, I think as as Christian women, you know, we it's our responsibility to be in the forefront of that and bring the solution, the word of God. You know, the love of Jesus Christ. We have the answer. I think we're. I don't know what's what's happening. Is that I feel like our churches are very are becoming silent. Like I don't hear. Like where are the leaders? Like, but where are the women leaders, right? Like that. I think that's. I think that's it. Like I don't hear. Like I hear a lot of the celebrities. I hear a lot of the, um, you know, uh, political um, commentators. But where are the 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 Christian ladies or Christian women talking in our media are talking about, you know, like our solution? I feel. I don't know if you you've noticed that, but I feel like I don't hear no one like. And I'm on social media, and I'm in different um, Christian outlets, like on social media, and I, it's hard. I don't hear it. Yeah. The only person I know that spoke about it was, um, what's her name? Uh, oh, my gosh. She has this Bible study um, that she does online. She's a Caucasian woman. Oh, my God. I forgot her name. Anyways. No. Bet Moore. Oh. Bet Moore. She spoke about it. Uh, and, she's gone it and she's gone through it herself. And I think um, Joyce, Joyce Meyer speaks, speaks about it all the time mm -hmm. and her experience. Yes. But I think like everybody has a Me Too experience, and I think we should share it. We should talk about it um, as women. But I don't know. It, it seems like we're not, we're silent. I think a lot of times it's we're just afraid. We don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers. We don't want the men to feel guilty because we just want them to be in church in the first place. Please, right. men, please don't leave the churches. <laughs> um, because we know this. This has been for generations. Women are more active in the church. Therefore, if men begin to feel guilty or if men are made to feel bad, then they're going to leave. Probably. And then it's going to be a, a church full of women. And who wants that? Um, I feel like a lot of times women won't broach the subject, and and, and and all the senior leadership in churches may not even know how. Right. So they need to learn because it's not like it doesn't happen. The same thing, the same way people w will have marriage conferences and couple cu couple retreats and stuff. Well, we need to talk to our people, right? Uh, young boys, young men, because a lot of times we don't know what. No, not a lot of times. We nobody knows what happens behind closed doors. That's right. So a young boy can see his stepfather mis mistreating his mother and then come to church and, and, and because he never sees anybody talk about it, never hears anybody say it's wrong, we'll think this is perfectly normal. Right. And so what happens? He repeats the cycle. That's what happens. Um, and he, he takes it a step farther. He takes it to somebody in school who's not attached to him, who's not related to him, somebody at school, and next thing you know, he's on TV. Right. In jail or whatever. So... Um, yeah, it's it's something that people need to talk about more than just sexually remain sexually pure to our young people, but beyond sexual sexual purity, there's a whole mindset behind that. Yeah. 
Because everything happens in the mind first. So if it's okay in your mind, then you what's left? Then you're going to do the next thing, which is act on it. Yes. And so if our pastors, our leaders, don't talk to our people, don't don't mention it, not not just mention it, but but really advocate for for the for for for, for what for what's right according to the word of God, then where are they going to hear it? It's so true. It's so true. And and talking about like you just mentioned, um, you know, we talk in our church a lot about being. Um, sexually pure and abstinence and everything out way to your marriage but let's be honest right now like our young people are constantly bombarded with like sexual images um it's just the, the, the culture and everything else and it's like we expect them to but be pure and we don't have a conversation we just tell them be pure you know yeah. just don't do this don't do that when like like from monday to sunday just till saturday like the the they hear the opposite, right? So I think we have to have the conversation with our young people. Yes. We have to have a conversation. We even adults, yes. not only young people yes. but adults as well, and and talk about okay. But if you're in this situation, how this is how you should act, or like I think the um, I think even our our church culture, we have to realize that it's it's no longer as before. Like the people who are coming in our church here have experiences that we've never heard that's before right. that's correct right so that's it's correct. like we have to be informed of what's out there yes. let's not just like keep our mind to like old school and like thinking that oh my gosh just not have sex like okay we're saying not have sex but now there's there's different ways of having sex correct right that's it's right. not <laughs> like that's right but then we like we need to talk about it we really need to talk about it and really kind of our leaders needs to be taught how to speak about it. And I think they're afraid as well to take it. They're so afraid to speak about it. But I think we, we have to be open. We have to be open to the conversation. We have to be open to being honest to our young people yeah. and tell them honestly what's going on out there and just giving them the word and giving them their tools that when, it's, when they, they go into the world on Monday, they feel that they're able to keep their purity, that they're able to keep their mind focused on the word and not necessarily... Um, it's it's difficult. It like it's really difficult. I look at like I've been married for almost ten years, and I always say to myself, "I thank God I'm married because I don't know what I would do in in this society right now in the whole dating world and and everything else because it's like things have changed so much, you know, so quickly, and um, like things have changed so much that I I don't even know how people date these days. Like it's so complicated or so I like we need to have we need to have that conversation and with the whole me too um with the whole me too movement like we should have a me too movement like saying like okay me too movement but we have the solution movement yes. like here's our solution That's here's right. the word you know That's right. like you're able to do uh you know your god is with you uh, and that he's not going to give you anything that you could but you could you could become what god has called you to become That's like right. we have to kind of spread that word right. and tell these women that yes you are strong but not just like, oh, yes, you're strong, now go into the world, but giving them the proper tools, right? Yes. Uh, prayer, reading your word, and being in fellowship with people of the same mind, you know? So, oh my gosh, they're so, like, this week, or just not even this week, for just the past couple of months with everything that's been going on in, our, in the news, and, uh, like, the march, the movement, and Donald Trump, or even here in Canada, yeah. like, my gosh, it's so... I think we've never been so much bombarded with issues at all at the same time. Yeah. You know, and Absolutely. it's it's like wow, like how should we think and how what should be our, our our Christian stance on this issues, on this issues, on this issue. It's like now it's just like the like news is just the 24-hour news cycle thing is just like sometimes you just have to learn to disconnect. Turn it off. Turn it off. Um, I honestly believe that, uh, and that this may sound strange, but I also believe that that's a plot of the enemy to distract us. Yeah, definitely. There's, I mean, social media can be is, is can be a very good thing. I believe that it can be a very good thing, but it can be a, such a huge distraction because you just can't focus on what you need to do. That's so true. Or how to raise your family, or how to just live your life the way according to the word of God, because there's so much going on. It's like when we talk about the young people being bombarded. They're in class. They'll have their phone on Instagram or whatever else. Or, um, so it's it's constantly in our faces. But I, that's a plot of the enemy to just keep us f at, 
keep God things at bay. Right. They just keep, he's like, if I can keep them off the Bible, if I can keep them off a sermon, if I can keep them out of church, then I've done my job. Right. That way they, like, they, the voice of God becomes so distant that when they're doing whatever they're doing, they can't even hear the voice of God. They can't sense the Holy Spirit saying, you know what, I wouldn't go down that road if I were you. I wouldn't talk to that person if I were you. I wouldn't go with that, with that person there if I were you. Yeah. They can't hear it anymore because yeah. they're distracted by all the stuff that's going on, social media included. Yes. So, um, as Christians, we need to know, learn how to use social media for the good. Right. That's important because... Um, there's so many opinions, though. Like, the thing is, it's like, now you, it's hard to make your own opinion because there's so much opinion out yes, there. Yes. It's like, so now at the end, it's, it's like, you, you don't even know what you believe. Yeah. No, it's seriously, people don't know what they believe anymore. No. People don't know what they stand for anymore because there's so much out there. And now it's like, like, you can even see in our churches that, like, Things that were super like a no-no back in the days. Now it's like, uh, it's yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah, it's okay. Exactly. It's like like everything is kind of like diluted, yeah, I would say. Absolutely. It's like, it's like now people we don't really know what to think about. Like yeah. what's our what's our own opinion or what's everything is just being diluted and now like I remember back in the days in a church, like you didn't do this, you didn't do that, and you didn't question, you just didn't like not that you didn't question, but it yeah. makes sense and you but now it's like there's so many opinions about even the word of God. Like there's so many preachers and there's so many teachers. Like you even have to be careful what you listen to online yes, and yes. the different preachers and the teachers yes. that you listen to, because that will confuse you. Yes. And at the end, all you know, you, all you got to tell yourself is I just love Jesus. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I just love the Jesus, but you don't yeah. really have uh, like any like um, denominational stance on anything. Or teaching or, that, you, that you adhere to. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because now you're all over the place. We're all over the place. So, oh my gosh, it's it's really difficult. But I think that goes back to distraction. Yeah, definitely. I think it goes back to distraction. Because if you, like, I used to be, um, I used to listen to, like, different, like, I'd listen to one person in the morning, then listen to another person in the afternoon, then on my way home I'd listen to somebody else, and on my way, in the evening I'd listen. So, I mean, and at one point, they'll all contradict each other. That's so true. And you're like... Well, this morning the brother said this, but this afternoon the sister said this, which kind of goes against what he was saying, but then this evening they're both wrong. And so you're like, oh my gosh. So goes back to the word that says study the, study the word, because every, my pastor used to say this. He says, everything I preach, go back to the word and look for it right. yourself. Ask the Lord to give you clarity and discernment to find in the word, because if, it's, if, if I preach it and you just take it, it's one thing, but if you go back to the word of God and it says it, then you believe the word. You don't believe what I say. But a lot of us are just listening to a lot of different people who are not all called to no. minister. I mean, let's just be honest. They're not all called to minister. And so we hear a lot of messages because a lot of people, a lot of people who preach, who teach, are themselves influenced by what they hear. Right. And not by the word, by what they hear or by what they feel or by what they experience. And so there, again, uh, that speaks to needing to be discerning. Right. Because discernment is everything. <laughs> It's so true. And you you could see it. Like, you could see different... But that's... Another thing, though, that I think that creeped in in our churches is the whole celebrity pastors or celebrity preachers. I feel like it's like... And now it's like, oh, my God, but if this person didn't say it, then I don't believe it, right? right? Even, like, when it comes to the Word of God, right? And now, you know, it's like, okay, but if this pastor says this is okay, then I believe it. And now it's like I feel like even our local pastors are, like, basically um, competing. Yeah. They're competing between... Uh, we're, we're, as listeners, we're, we're basically from our local pastors and as well as our celebrity pastors. That's I mean, true. When I say celebrity pastors, I mean those who are really popular that are out there and they have their sermons on YouTubes and everywhere else and their music and stuff like that. So we're so much influenced and I feel like now our local pastors are just like kind of like competing with those celebrity pastors for, for our attention. Yes. For attention. And now they feel like they have to kind of dilute a little bit of their message to attract the young people or to attract people to their church and now it gets everybody confused because yes. now we don't have anybody who stands for anything <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's right they're like well they have to vouch for something so they're they're like well rather than lose these people i'm going to you know just sort of uh borderline uh uh speak something that i don't completely stand for because i don't want to lose these people right i don't want to lose the, the people because the young people because oh they're the generation of tomorrow the generation of tomorrow. We can't lose the generation of tomorrow, so we must draw them in by things that may or may not be the, the word. Well, yeah, there's a price to that. Yeah, there's a price to that. 
but oh my gosh so um yeah so that that was it that was it for our episode today wow <laughs> so um, we touched a lot of stuff yeah i know like, we, went, we went all over the place <laughs> yeah we but did. i but i think it was a subject that um something that we needed to talk to that i know personally that i wanted to talk to um on the podcast or even with other women about yes. like what's going on in the climate out there uh when it comes to different issues um you know women's issues like we're like we're not um like we we experience the same thing that everybody else is experiencing but thank god that we have a place where we could go to that's right that we have uh, a place where we could rejuvenate where we could like uh get our mind focused and uh have someone to talk to and that's jesus christ right and that's our relationship yes. with 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 the lord and that and even in the midst of our situation or in the midst of our problems that we always have the word where we could go to and i just whoever's listening right now who may be going through something yeah. know that you you have a friend in jesus i know we this is like <laughs> i we say it a lot when in, in our old school uh songs we have yes. a friend in jesus but it's so true though it's we true. do like that's someone that we could go and talk to that we could pray and um there's no pretext you could come as you are like and i think people are as, as well are afraid to pray because they feel like they have to like have a formal a formal a, way a formal way of praying but basically just say whatever is in your heart and he'll listen and yes and you know go into your word and um like uh, i think this week i i read um i read galatians and as well as philippians and that just kind of just just killed me this week just especially philippians it just killed me this week because just the the uh, just knowing that um you know i could do all things through christ that strengthened me just that was just like it, it was enough food for the whole week yeah for me that scripture was my like it was my food for the whole week and i just meditated on that word all week and it's true like when i'm weak when i know that i'm not able to fight i know there's someone that's willing to fight for me that i'm able to do everything through christ because he's the strength he's my strength and he's my source yeah right so to everybody who may be uh listening you know find your strength in the lord uh, read your word um it's don't feel like you're pressured to read a whole chapter or a whole book every day if you read one scripture a day you know as long as you're consistent of one scripture a day or just praying uh, a few minutes a day if you want to pray five minutes a day but you do it every day it's the same as someone who's praying for two three hours you know like don't give yourself so much pressure that you discourage yourself mm -hmm. right and um and those who like uh who might be suffering in silence who have been um abused have gone through situations find someone to talk to find yes. someone um that you would like to share that issues like just to kind of get it out of your chest or get, not live with uh, that pain alone yeah and find yourself a sister friend <laughs> find yourself a sister friend where you could talk about your issues so i don't know if you had any words of encouragement to anybody i'm else. just right there with you i just really appreciate this time with you and i just wanted to say that um just to add to what you were saying um i speak to god on my way to work like i i i, I talk to him like he's sitting next to me in in, in the passenger seat um i'm just like lord i just thank you because i'm tired or, or i'm having a rough time or just know that that we are to be reverent towards God, but he understands our hearts above everything. And he knows our hearts above everything. So if you're going through something, don't feel you need to f to have a formal way to come to him. And don't feel like when things get better, that's when you get, get to God. God wants you just to talk to him at any state in your life. If it's the middle of the night, middle of the day, noontime, lunchtime, nighttime, just, he just, he's always there. Like he's never at the point where he's like, you know what, I just, I got a crisis in China. I, I don't have time right now. He's always listening. He's always available. And he's always willing to come through. So um, just encourage you right there to just uh, hang in there and to believe God for healing, if that's what you're looking for, um, or just for, for just restoration and whatever, because that's what he does. That's right. So thank you for listening. Thank you, uh, Lou, to be here with us. Uh, stay tuned for more. I think we're going to have a lot more conversation about mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff uh, that's going on in our news, our culture, our churches, and our lives. Yep. Uh, so we encourage you to have a nice week. Have a nice day. And uh, thank you for listening to the Naomi Aixen Podcast. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. More and more to come on the Naomi Aislin Show. Check it out on the web, naomiaislin.com.